Hey, I'm Paul. And I'm Christian. Welcome to I'm Dying to Tell You, inspiration shared by our mom who is dying from ALS. There is no cure for our mom or anyone else with ALS, but right now, she's on a mission to find and share stories of inspiration. Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio, we're happy to introduce the one lady we've both loved since the first day we laid eyes on her, the queen of the Queen City, our mom, your host, Lori. Hello there, I'm Lori, your host of I'm Dying to Tell You. I am so happy that you're here. Thanks for chiming in. I have two really amazing guests to chat with today, and I'm so excited. A young couple from Kansas City, together they are fighting against ALS. They have two beautiful daughters, two years old and a newborn. However, this isn't an ALS episode. It is about hope, about letting go. It is about something I referred to in my very first episode, opportunity over perfection. It's about not getting caught off guard, about awakenings, so much good stuff that will bless anyone that listens. I am so excited to introduce my two guests, Scott and Jamie Smith, and Scott is the owner of a personal training company. He is battling ALS, and Scott is the author of a really good blog called Flex on ALS, where he's documenting his fears, his feelings, the changes that are going on in his life, and just all of the different things that he's learning and experiencing and wanting others to know before it's too late. And then also his beautiful wife, Jamie, who is his caregiver, who is the mother of their two precious daughters, and also works part-time, and just a sweet, giving soul. So I'm so happy to have both of them here. So welcome, Scott and Jamie. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Thank you both for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Honored. Why don't we start by you sharing a little bit about your love story? How did it all begin? How did you meet each other? Scott and I met, I mean, a little bit later in life. And I say this being from the Midwest, like all of our friends got married in their 20s. And Scott and I met in our 30s and went through some heartbreaks. And, you know, I like to say that he was worth waiting for. um, And he absolutely was. But it was weird because I so I'm a respiratory therapist, I uh, work at a children's hospital, and I went through a really hard breakup. And I decided that I needed to just do something different in my life just to kind of get over it. So I started teaching a cycling class 
I challenged myself to do something I never thought I could do. And in doing that, I met another instructor who was friends with Scott. And she told me one day, she's like, I have the perfect guy for you. And um, she showed me his pictures. And I was like, I was just like, there's no way this guy is real. Like, he's so gorgeous. (laughs) And I, you know, honestly, I was like, this guy is not going to be the guy that I end up with, but I'm sure he'd be fun to date. So yeah, I, um, she texted me one night and said, Hey, come and meet us. And I was scared because I was just by myself, but I was like, well, you just never know. So went out and met him and she kind of casually introduced us and kind of the rest is history. I think, uh, we got engaged about 11 months later and then married less than a year later. We're going to be approaching our four-year anniversary uh, in August. And uh, we, probably about a year after we got married, we bought our dream home. Scott's business was taking off. Uh, We had a girl, um, her name is Iris. She's two years old now. I went part-time at work to spend more time uh, at home. And then in the summer of last year, we found out we were pregnant with another girl. And then shortly after that, we found out about Scott's diagnosis. So I'd like mm-hmm. to say that we were kind of living our, I mean, we were, we were living our dream life. And um, I was just like, this is my happily ever after. And all of the heartbreak that we went through before we met each other, it was all worth it because, you know, we just had this perfect little life. So yeah, yeah. That kind of got blown up a little bit. <laughs> So uh, when I was about 13 weeks pregnant, we found out it was a girl and probably a week later, we found out about Scott uh, having ALS. He had been having some symptoms, you know, before then, but honestly, ALS was not on our radar. So things just kind of all came to a head at the same time. I just want to kind of back up and say that I found you guys on Instagram. You know, that's one of the positive things about social media is those of us who are in the ALS community connecting with each other or or anyone else, you know, that can just relate to other people and what they're going through. And so I have been following your blog, Scott, Flex on ALS. And I think it's really encouraging and courageous to share your heart, you know, during this time. And I know it's not easy, but you have been consistent with that. And you might not get the feedback from people, but I can tell you that people are reading it and they are benefiting and they are being inspired by what you are writing. That's a hard thing to do when your life is filled with challenges and time commitments. And so thank you for putting it out there. I um, really appreciate it. So I appreciate that. What prompted you to want to document and share with other people? No, um, I am kind of using a documenting things for my business. You know, I always, I mean, it was on a much more superficial level. 
fun. Um, I always created content for my personal training business. It wasn't completely out of left field for me to put myself out there, but yeah. my first chapter wasn't close to a month and a half. And, you know, a little more than that, a couple yeah. months. So the first chapter, and I like that you have it into little chapters, and they're very well written and very easy, you know, to read. So your first chapter was only a month and a half after you were diagnosed. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple months. Yeah. You know, I kind of started as a way to let everyone know, you know, what's going on with me, and yeah. to me, it felt good to hear what was going on and it was kind of cathartic for me. Yeah. Probably why I continued on with it. Yeah. And a lot of people follow you and are in your world because of your personal training business. And so I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what's going on. Is he okay? And so... I would imagine that those that already knew you were just really so thankful that you were helping to educate them and to let them know how you were doing. I'm going to stop right here and talk to the listeners. For those of you who are not familiar with ALS, one of the things that this disease takes from you is the ability to speak. So... You are hearing the effects of ALS in Scott's voice. And so his wife, Jamie, you know, will help through the conversation. And, you know, I might recap a little bit, but that's one of the things that it takes from you. You know, not only that, but the ability to walk and breathe on your own. So, okay. I just wanted to call that out. No, and I think that's good because also Scott has many talents and writing is definitely one of them. And I think have surprised a lot of people. Um, (laughs) But it's honestly something I always knew he was good at. And I always thought he would eventually professionally move to writing more about fitness, um, not about ALS, Mm. but also another one of his talents is singing. Um, He was in a band, he had a record deal and everything after college. And he even sang to me at our wedding and played the guitar and beautiful voice. And that was one of the first signs of ALS was he, I remember one day he just said, I can't sing anymore. And he could sing. He just sounded like me when I try to sing, (laughs) but um, you know, so yeah, it's taken his ability to articulate and speak the way he wants to. And sing to our daughters, which is just devastating to him and and to me. Um, I do think the writing is just another way for him to be able to express himself when he can't say what he wants to say out loud. So that's good. You mentioned your singing. I wanted to talk about a couple of the chapters. And one of the chapters that I wanted to chat about was chapter 10, Rock Stars and Sunsets. And I'm going to read just part of that that really touched me. So 
in here you say, now I notice that I'm having lots of little goodbye moments. Every day I'm losing parts of me I never thought could be taken. It does feel tragic, but if I circle back to my silver linings chapter, I do have a heightened sense of what matters most and what I still have time to accomplish. I may not be able to sing and play guitar, but I can still write. I can still be a good father. And even if I sing like a frog, and I won't be caught off guard again if I can help it. Can you tell me about that? Like getting caught off guard. I'm sure you're talking about ALS, messing everything up. I didn't um, appreciate my ability to sing and play guitar as much as I would like to during the time that I couldn't. I was so busy with the business and the girls that I didn't play as much as I would like to. So, yeah, it got snuck up on me um, when I couldn't do those things anymore. You took it for granted that something that brought you such joy and then things get in the way. And not in the way, but I mean, that sounds negative, but life happens and time is hard to, you know, make more time. And so there's things that you don't do. And so you realized, oh, I really should have spent more time or done something that I wanted to do with that singing. Yeah. Singing, taking it for granted is really well said, Lauren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to add too is that, um, you know, he always said, I'm going to put on a concert, I'm going to do this, but then never did it because also he's a bit of a perfectionist and <laughs> he knew the time he wanted to dedicate to making it perfect before he committed to something like that. And I also think he regretted that as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, not letting go of have something being perfect and um just doing what he loves and yeah oh i waited too long yeah i love that so much when i started this podcast like i mentioned earlier my voice was not great and i'm like why am i starting a podcast using my voice when I know it's going to continue to get worse, not better. And it's not going to be easy and it's going to sound weird. You know, it's always hard to hear yourself anyway. And I'm kind of the same way, Scott. I'm like, I want it to be perfect. And then I'm like, no, that's kind of like the whole idea here is it's not perfect. And I've taught myself how to podcast, how to edit, how to record. I do it on my own. I know it's not perfect and that's okay. Because the intent is not to say, look how great of a podcaster I am. It is to inspire people. Like people have inspired me over 17 years of living with ALS and to educate about the disease that is so devastating to many. And then I'm just going to add that how you wrap up that chapter 10. I won't be caught off guard again if I can help it. 
That's why I'm spending so much time being present with the people that mean the most to me, doing the activities that feel the most meaningful, no matter how imperfect the timing or execution. I implore you to learn from my mistakes and do the same. You still have time, but not as much as you may think. Yeah. Time goes fast, right? Yeah, it does, no matter what. So thank you, Scott, for that. We all can stop and be grateful for the time that we have. Um, I mentioned Kyle Carpenter earlier, and we were talking about time. He caused this after his accident with the grenade, his bonus round. And I love that so much. And he talks about time and before, like, oh, 24 hours. And he's like, now... I look at 24 hours and I say, I could do a lot in 24 hours, you know? So it's a perspective, you know, how you look at things, which Scott, one of the things about you having ALS that takes away your muscles and your physical being so ironic. I I don't know if it's ironic. You probably have the word better than me, but like Augie, you know, I talked to Augie and uh, Lynn Nieto Fitness guru and then you know that was your life and your career and to me so strong how has that physical decline how are you handling that i guess Uh, that's a dumb question no it's not it's i guess i'm more wondering how is the physical decline affecting you mentally it's been pretty rough um i struggle with my mental health even before ALS, and you know, um, battles with depression, um, on and off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's exercise and fitness for me has been the way, you know, it's kind of been my antidepressant. It was your antidepressant, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, not being able to. To do that as much has been a real struggle for me. Yeah. If exercise was medicine for your depression prior to ALS, then what would you say has taken that place? Is it, you know, your vlog? Is it, what is helping your depression now? You know, I would say, you know, the uh, vlog has definitely filled that void a little bit. You know, as a way for me to express myself and untangle some of the emotions I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it's not the same. It does not give me the same body high that I got from exercising, but yeah. it's the best I am. I do still work out, maybe twice a week and okay. I like it to be more uh, yeah. you know, it's just walking around and going on these days. I can't imagine how frustrating that is for you you know to want to work out more um, but yeah your expectations have to change and like you said just walking around is exercise for you now I just want to add to the way he exercised before ALS, what helped him, I think is 
hitting that goal, getting stronger um, and getting a high off of that as well. And so now, even though he can still exercise, it's completely different than what it was before. Now he has to reframe his mind to, I'm working out just to move my body and just to get blood flowing and, and feel a little better, but not to go up on a weight or beat a personal record. And that's been difficult too. Um, but I think he's doing the best he can to try to deal with his depression um, in different ways with the blogging and reframing how he looks at exercising and spending time with our girls too, I think. Yeah. Helps. Yeah. They definitely get me out of my head. They get you out of your yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little uh, kids can put that in perspective real quick. So Jamie, tell me about your daughters. So Iris, she, I don't know. I mean, you always think your kids are perfect, right? <laughs> and, uh, sometimes. And, and well, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's definitely in this phase where she has a mind of her own. She goes from zero to a hundred, like tantrums, like no other. I mean, we think she's brilliant. Uh, she's, I mean, oh, yeah. she's really well spoken, um, and she loves learning new things, and she loves just making like make believe. She loves life. It's just so fun to see life through her eyes because everything is so exciting. Mm. Um, but she is challenging. I, I will say that too, but (laughs) I think that's a good thing and that will serve her later. Yeah. And then our daughter, Hope, who, you know, we named Hope because that's how we've chosen to look at life, uh, after Scott's diagnosis and to focus on, um, I was just saying yesterday or last night to Scott, she is just an angel baby. Like she is sleeping so well, finally, like I only have to get up with her maybe once at night. Um, she hardly ever cries. She's smiling at us now and, and learning to grab for toys. And it's weird. Like with Iris, I was so anxious all the time. Like I just wanted to, I didn't know what I was doing and wanted to be perfect too. this perfect mom. And, and now because of I don't know if it's just having a second child makes you look at things differently or Scott's diagnosis, but it's let me just enjoy her and not focus on, okay, like she's got a nap now and she's got to do this and we got to stick to this schedule. It's more like, I'm going to follow her lead and I'm just going to enjoy her being a baby because that goes so fast and she's our last one. So yeah. 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 I'll tell you that last night I was, I knew Iris's name, you know, from reading the blogs and social media, but I didn't know the baby's name. So I was looking for that last night and I found it and I cried. I was like, oh my God, what a blessing, you know, and um, yeah. perfect little angel to be there, at the, you know, to me, it's God's timing. Absolutely. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if we would have had a second one, if we would have known about Scott's diagnosis, it, oh my gosh, when she was born, uh, it provided such a beautiful moment in a dark period of our Mm -hmm. lives. And, you know, it's a moment we'll never forget and are so grateful for. And her little face 
reminds us every day to not lose sight of having hope and there is light and darkness. And yeah, she's, I never thought I would name a baby like hope or faith or whatever, but I just felt like it was just so appropriate and, and perfect for this situation. So I agree. Can we talk about chapter three, which is silver linings? I'm just going to read a little bit of what you wrote, Scott. You're talking about your perspective and you say, you know, people, they don't get to have all of their favorite people from the entirety of their lives come rushing back to their side to spend time with them, to have conversations, more genuine, loving, vulnerable, and necessary than any previously. So it sounds like you have really been awakened by the value of relationships and or what a fatal disease with no cure has given to you. Would you say that? That's right. Um, after I was diagnosed, there was a period of time when all my friends came from all over and spent some amazing time with me. And it was, in a way, a magical time in my life. I was overwhelmed by love and made even deeper connections with all those people. And I think that all of us, you know, we talk about time, we take it for granted. And, but what is most important? you know, relationships and the time and interaction. And it's really hard to remember that when you're going through everyday life and you're going through your checklist, your to-do list for the day. And so I was just so happy that you, you know, shared that and that there is silver linings with any kind of struggle and especially what you're going through to be able to be given that gift, to see that and to appreciate that and to act on that. And I think that's just one of the most important lessons, you know, that your writings have taught us. And I appreciate that. It also highlights how, in a way, lucky I am, you know, to have so many people that care about me in my life. There are probably some people going through this that don't have the same magnitude of support. And that's heartbreaking to think about. Yeah, you realize how lucky you are. And I can guarantee you there are people going through this that don't have a community which is one of the reasons I started the podcast is to, you know, put that out there and to build a community over 17 years. I can tell you several people where their spouse left them after diagnosis. And um, so it is heartbreaking. Jamie, were you going to say something? We feel so much for people that that happened to, um, because I truly don't know how anyone goes through something like this alone. Mm -hmm. In a lot of ways, yes, we are lucky uh, to have the support system that we do. But I also think the amount of people that have come to support Scott is a testament also to what an amazing person Scott is. So many people have said, 
Scott changed my life in, in this way. And we want to return the favor. Like all of his clients, I can't tell you how many of them have, have said that to me. They have said, Scott got us, got me through a really dark time. And, and now it's, it's my turn to do that for him. Scott has also put forth effort his entire life to be a good person and always do the right thing. And a hard thing that I've had to come to terms with, with this diagnosis is that bad things happen to good people every day. Um, You know, you can be the perfect person and something devastating can happen to you. But um, I think an upside is, is if you're a good person, you tend to have other good people surrounding you in life and that will be there when you need them to be. So, yeah, absolutely. I just want to kind of wrap that silver linings up by um, something else that you said. You said, and most importantly, those who are already gone don't get that one last chance to soak it all in, knowing wholeheartedly just how precious every moment is when it may be your last. But I get to have all of that and more. And for that, I am thankful. A silver lining can be found in every story that has the luxury of not being fully written. Okay, love, love, love that. Thank you, Scott. So good. Let's talk about flex on ALS. How did that start? I know I flexed my muscle yes, for you that. Did. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. You look good. Um, so we wanted to start a foundation that reflected my ideals and. Obviously, with fitness being such an important part of my life, mm-hmm. we landed on place on ALS. I started the challenge with the goal of trying to, you know, get something to go viral and mm-hmm. raise a lot of awareness. I wanted to do my best. Yeah. I rallied my fitness community and challenge them to write flags on the ALS on the body front and take a picture. The point of the challenge was, you know, um, me with ALS lose the ability to use their muscles, and that's been really extra tragic for me. And so I wanted to tie that in and educate people on one English Yeah. And to my listeners, if you have not come across Flex on ALS, you can be a part of it too. It's never too late. Yeah. Scott was telling you how to be a part of it. It's really simple. Simply write Flex on ALS anywhere on your body, any on any muscle. Take a picture of it and use the hashtag flex on ALS and post it on social media. And then, of course, that's the name of his blog as well. So you can find it um, by searching that too. So go ahead and jump in on that. That's fun. Our charity of choice, if you feel inspired to do so with flex on ALS is the organization I am ALS. 
It is an organization that really inspired us when we were first diagnosed, we, and it's really gotten us through some hard times, um, given us the power or to feel empowered to make a big change in ALS. So I love the organization. Um, Lori, I don't know if Scott told you, Scott was diagnosed here in, in Kansas, but then we got a second opinion at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. And so when we were driving there, uh, we were listening to podcasts and I don't know, we were listening to kind of some downers and Scott was like, I, I want to listen to something positive. And so I searched podcasts um, and found yours and we listened to your interview with Brian Wallach and mm-hmm. it really inspired us and made us feel better <laughs> on that trip. Yeah. And so, uh, awesome. yeah, we, we appreciate what you've been doing and and obviously what Brian has been doing as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate you listening and yeah, Brian and Sandra, what they started with I am ALS. I mean, I talk about it a lot, you know, cause I'm a part of that part of the community outreach committee and it's just a perfect example of what, when there's something in your heart and you have a passion for something that you can make a difference, you know, I mean, I love that so much that, I was able to talk to him and just share, this is what can happen, you know, whether it is creating a movement or flexing your muscles or writing a blog or like Kelsey Snow doing a podcast. I mean, whatever way that is that you can contribute for whatever cause and anything that you believe in, everyone's voice is powerful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Scott, know that your voice is being heard and very powerful. Thank you for saying that. Let me just reference one more chapter. The last chapter that I have seen so far, chapter 21, Kiss the Girl. Jamie, tell me about that. I love every one of Scott's chapters. And, um, but each one I think is better than the last. And since that was his most recent one, it's my new favorite one. Um, you know, the whole basis of it is just stop overthinking things and just do it and, and live life and kiss the girl. If you want to kiss the girl. And I love that he tied into kissing Iris on her birthday. Um, that was a really hard day for us. Um, He's been traveling to Boston quite a bit for a um, research trial, and it's exhausting uh, for him. And that's the lengths we're going through to try to save his life. Um, But it comes at a price. And so, yeah, we had a small family gathering and with a few friends and Scott had declined in his speech and, and walking and he was scared of what they would think when they saw him. And I was devastated because I just wanted to celebrate as a family and, you know, and he was so preoccupied with worrying about what other people were going to think. And when he finally got the courage, because it did take courage for him to walk out and say, this is how I am right now. And, um, and he did it for Iris, our daughter and her birthday and gave her a big kiss uh, when we sang happy birthday to her. And she was the happiest girl in the world. And, Um, you know, it was such a special moment and I know he was grateful for it. And then, yeah, the chapter ended with, um, 
we were at Lou Gehrig Day at the Kansas City Royals Stadium and my niece and nephews and my brother and sister-in-law were in the outfield and they made a sign that said hashtag flex on ALS huge and they put it up on Mm -hmm. the jumbotron and again it was just such a a sweet amazing moment and this time I got the kiss so (laughs) it was perfect so oh that's awesome again thank you and I don't want to cry but um Scott know that you're an inspiring me and so many others so I hope you keep writing you know writing podcasting those are like these are hard things because you don't get feedback people aren't standing up and clapping you're not getting that feedback and so it's hard to say oh is it worth the time is it worth the effort but I guarantee it is so Scott what is one thing that you're dying to tell us I'm dying to tell you the person who is just Diagnosed with the illness, then your life is not over. There will be times that you laugh harder than you ever have in your life, and those moments will make you forget about ALS. Thank you so much for that. Life isn't over with ALS diagnosis, it doesn't stop there. Thank you for sharing that. No matter what struggle, there are good times. Jamie, what about you? What are you dying to tell us? I'm dying to tell you that if you are not in the ALS fight and you are not affected by ALS, number one, consider yourself lucky. (laughs) Uh, But number two, join our fight because the people affected by ALS are some of the most amazing people. And We need every person on board fighting with us. And I believe if every person uh, was fighting with us, we would have a cure. So this goes out to more of your listeners that, that don't have ALS, that I beg you to join us. We are good people and would love to have you. Thank you for that. And I think I say every other episode, but I'll say it again, that ALS is everyone's fight. Because 90% of those who are diagnosed, it's completely random. So you don't know that it's your fight yet. But unfortunately, at this rate, it could be. So, all right. I talked about Flex on ALS, how people can have fun and be a part of that. And where can people find you? And how can they get involved? Thank you for asking that. Um, so our website, flexonals.com has, first of all, Scott's blog. So if you want to learn about um, what it's like to go through, especially through uh, the beginnings of a diagnosis of ALS, please read his blog. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we also have links to all of these different ALS organizations that support us and, and we support Um, Also, Mm -hmm. there's information about what ALS is that you can find there. And then also follow Scott on Instagram at ScottFightsALS. And the Twitter handle, his Twitter handle is the same, ScottFightsALS. You can follow him there as well. Okay, great. And I will be putting links in the show notes. They can be found on Facebook and the website, both at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. Okay. 
I, I do want to say thank you for reading um, some of Scott's words out loud. I think it's totally different when you hear someone read it back to you. And also, um, you know, as you probably understand, there's waves, you have good days and bad days. And, you know, I would say this last week has been hard for Scott. And I can already tell you reading those words back to him, mean a lot to him mm. and inspire him yeah. and his own words inspiring him <laughs> when he yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you both. And I appreciate your time. And I know life is busy and it's hard and you're not always in the mood. And I really appreciate you both. I'm sending you big hugs from Ohio, mm-hmm. praying for you guys. I'm cheering you on all the way. Just thank you so much. Same goes to you. Thank you again, Jamie and Scott Smith. I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to you both and get to know you more. Okay, if you go to flexonals.com and you click on Scott's blog, like I'm doing right now, uh, just some of the chapters, silver linings, call to action, courage under fire, nothing to lose, and riding on hope. It's about living life. It's about conquering adversity and so much more. I hope you check it out. All right. If you are listening to this podcast for the very first time, thank you so much. Thanks for coming. If you are listening again, thanks for coming back. If you haven't subscribed yet, wherever you listen, press subscribe, and that way you'll get notified when new episodes come out. If you loved, loved, loved this episode and you feel like you want to bring other people to it, one way to do that is to leave a review. Of course, you can share it with someone, but also if you leave a review, then when people search ALS or inspiring podcast, they'll find it. So I appreciate it if you are moved to do that. It's always a weird thing to ask for, but it is really helpful. And I just hope that this episode can connect one other person, can help someone and bring someone in who is alone going through a struggle. How perfect would that be that if your review led one person in to feel comfort, and to not feel alone. So thank you in advance for that. Okay, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even LinkedIn, all at I'm Dying to Tell You podcast. I cannot thank you enough for listening today, listening to Scott and Jamie. And I just appreciate you all so, so very much. Until next time, know you are loved and not alone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our mom. Make sure to visit her website at imdyingtotellyoupodcast.com where you'll find photos and show notes about this episode. 
you liked the show, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Thank you.